You are listening to Sanction School, a podcast by UK Finance. During each episode, our UK Finance hosts, Neil Wiley and Anila Halim, are joined by guest teachers and students to simplify sanctions together. The students will be taught a key area of sanctions and later be tested on their knowledge with 10 quick fire questions. Join us, test your knowledge, and let's see how we score. Hi, I'm Neil Wiley. I'm the Director of Sanctions at UK Finance and welcome to Sanctions School. This is our first year where we have 12 lessons and today we will be doing lesson five, which is about trade sanctions. I'm joined today by Vikura Palmer from the Export Control Joint Unit, which is part of the Department of International Trade, and by Pavi, who is one of our colleagues at UK Finance. So Pavi, can you introduce yourself for us? Yes, I'm Pavi. I'm the Cross-Sector Fraud Manager at UK Finance. And Vikura, over to you. Hi, this is Vikura Palmer. I work in the Export Control Joint Unit in the Department for International Trade. We administer the UK's system of export controls and licensing for controlled strategic items and trade sanctions. Thank you, guys. Well, it's always good to see former pupils come back to help teach the next cohort. So, Vikura, if I hand over to you and you can instruct Pavi on the complexities of trade sanctions. That's great. Thank you, Neil. And it's great to be here on this podcast and provide an overview of trade sanctions and to help people and companies understand them so they can comply with the prohibitions imposed by these sanctions. So what we are going to cover in today's lesson is what are trade sanctions, the purpose of trade sanctions, how are they implemented, so what is the legal basis and what is the legislation through which they are implemented, What are the different types of trade sanctions and what do they control? Who implements them? So which government department um, is responsible for implementing them? Who do they impact? So is it just people or companies that are involved in physical exports of goods um, to certain countries or is it more than that? So we'll cover that. We'll also talk about how do they link to strategic export controls? Um, So are trade sanctions different to export controls? We will also talk about exceptions and licensing grounds for trade sanctions. So what are these and how these can be used? So let's start with the basics. What are trade sanctions? So trade sanctions are a type of sanctions measure that can be put in place to restrict trade activities with specific countries, territories, sectors or entities. So sanctions are put in place to fulfil a range of purposes and this can include complying with UN or other international obligations or supporting foreign policy and national security objectives as well as maintaining international peace and security and preventing terrorism. So they could be imposed in order to help enforce a change of behaviour of a targeted regime for example or act as an enforcement tool when international peace and security are threatened, for instance. And I think there's a separate lesson, um, if I'm not mistaken, Neil, on sanctions and why are these imposed. So it's definitely worth listening to the previous lessons in this series. But in general, sanctions can take various forms, such as trade sanctions, which include things like arms embargoes and other trade restrictions, which the uh, Department for International Trade is responsible for, or financial sanctions, such as asset freezes, which are implemented by OFSI, the Office of Financial Sanctions Implementation. 
There could also be immigration sanctions, such as travel bans, which are implemented and enforced by um, the Home Office, or aircraft and shipping sanctions, which uh, the Department for Transport are responsible for. So how are these implemented? So trade sanctions are implemented via the Primary Act, which is the Sanctions and Anti-Money Laundering Act 2018, also known as SAMLA. And this provides the main legal basis for the UK to impose, update and lift sanctions. And the UK currently implements a range of geographic and thematic sanctions regimes, and we can call them regulations for the purpose of this podcast, um, such as Russia regulations or Syria regulations and so on. And these regulations are implemented through secondary legislation, also called statutory instruments, and these are made under SAMLA. And these secondary legislations or individual sanctions regulations then set out the specific sanctions measures that are imposed on that regime. They typically include trade sanctions, financial sanctions, but can also include immigration or transport sanctions. What are the different types of trade sanctions and what do they control? Very good question. So there are a number of different types of sanctions and these can vary from one regulation to another. But broadly speaking, they follow a similar structure and typically uh, they can include prohibitions on the import or export or transfer or making available supply delivery of specified goods or technology. And the specified goods or technology can be anything ranging from military or dual-use items. So dual-use items can be things that can be used for both military or civil purposes. It can also include communication equipment or oil and gas related goods or even luxury items, for example, cars. So it can vary a lot, but each regulation would specify exactly what it controls. So it could also include the provision of services such as technical assistance, financial services and funds or brokering services related to the specified goods or technology. So, for instance, providing technical support like repair or testing of prohibited goods um, or providing services, uh, any services of financial nature, for instance, payment or money transmission service or insurance and banking for the provision of prohibited goods, then that can also be controlled. Or if you're, for example, providing brokering of movement of those prohibited goods or, or arranging the movement of those prohibited goods, then that activity can also be controlled. Um, They could also include the provision of of certain non-financial services, such as accounting or consultancy services. So it really depends on what regime you're looking at. And each each regime has a different set of trade sanctions, and these are all set out and well-defined within the regulations itself. What organisations are impacted by trade sanctions? Trade sanctions can affect anyone and everyone who trades in or provides services related to the specified prohibited items. So, for example, this can include companies operating in the technology sector or marine or oil and gas sector, but also companies operating in the financial sector. Because the reason for this is often along with um, export restrictions, the sanctions regulations can also impose wider restrictions on um, providing technical assistance or financial services, funds or brokering services 
which are provided in pursuance or in connection with the exports of those specified goods. So companies operating in the financial sector, um, such as banks or financial institutions, who are providing any kind of financial service um, in pursuance or connection with the prohibited activities, also need to be aware of these sanctions and comply with these trade sanctions. So, for example, the trade sanctions measures in the Russia sanctions regulations prohibit the export, supply or delivery or making available of specified restricted goods to or for use in Russia. They also prohibit, for example, the provision of technical assistance, brokering services or financial services and funds where they relate to the specified restricted goods or technology. They also impose several other restrictions, such as the provision of banknotes to or for use in Russia or to a person connected with Russia. And the term person connected with Russia is also a defined term within the regulation. It's also worth mentioning that the recent sanctions on Russia include restrictions on other services, such as providing um, certain professional business services, such as accounting services, business and management consulting services, or public relation services to a person connected with Russia. Uh, and all the latest information on UK sanctions currently in force can be found on the gov.uk website. How does trade sanctions link with export controls? So that's a really good question. So trade sanctions are not to be confused with export controls or trade controls, which are national measures that control the export or movement of controlled um, strategic items such as military or dual use items to any destinations. And such controls are imposed on the basis of international obligations and or um, UK export control policies. And the UK strategic export control lists form the basis of determining whether any products, software or technology that are intended for export are controlled and therefore require an export licence. Uh, are there any differences between trade sanctions and export controls? Yes, so although they are different, sometimes export controls and trade sanctions do overlap and they can apply simultaneously. So, for example, if you're exporting military goods to a country with an arms embargo on it, then uh, this would be controlled under both export controls and sanctions. So it is important to look at both export controls and sanctions when carrying out any activity as it may be controlled under both. Who implements these sanctions? So the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, so FCDO, is responsible for the overall UK policy on sanctions. The Department for International Trade, DIT, develops and implements trade sanctions and other trade restrictions. And that's done in coordination with other government departments and DIT has overall responsibility for trade licensing. And within DIT, the Export Control Joint Unit, ECJU, administers the system of export controls and licensing for strategic items and as well as for trade sanctions, except um, those relating to imports, which are administered by DIT's import licensing branch. So HMRC, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, is responsible for enforcing the licensing restrictions and investigating some suspected offences, especially those related to exports and imports of goods. Can you explain the exceptions and licensing grounds? 
Yes, so the regulations may set out exceptions under which it is possible to engage in an activity that would otherwise be prohibited. Um, so, for instance, if something is necessary for the official purposes of a diplomatic mission or if it's um, for dealing with an emergency, then there are exceptions available within the regulations to carry out those activities. And an exception um, would apply automatically and does not require you to obtain a license. In terms of licensing grounds, so in certain circumstances, licenses may be granted to allow an activity that would otherwise be prohibited. For example, if it's for the delivery of humanitarian assistance activity or if it's for the benefit of civilian population in that country, a license can be granted for these activities. And the licensing grounds, so these are a list of circumstances where a license may be issued. These are set out in um, Section 3 of the statutory guidance, which is published um, for each regime and um, the license applications for export controls and certain trade sanctions can be submitted to export control joint unit and applications for import related sanctions can be submitted to DIT's import licensing branch. So the statutory guidance that is published alongside each sanctions regulation has a wealth of information on trade sanctions and also provides details on who does licensing and how to apply for a license as well. It's also um, worth noting that sanctions regulations are amended from time to time. So it is important to keep up to date with any changes that might be introduced as a result. And all the latest information and up to date detail on sanctions can be found on the collection page uh, for UK sanctions regimes on gov.uk. That sort of concludes my lesson and I hope you found that useful. And I'll now hand over to Neil to ask some questions. OK, thank you, Vicora. So as you know, all schools have tests and Sanctions School is no different. As the nominated in exams invigilator at Sanctions School, it's my duty to oversee your final exam. Pavi, are you ready? I think so, yes. You think so? <laughs> okay, so 10 questions. Take your time with your answers. Let's start with question one. Can you name a sector that trade sanctions may affect? Anyone who trades in or provides services in prohibited goods or services are stated within the sanctions regime. So I think this can include companies operating in the tech sector or the marine sector. Perfect. Yeah, lots of other sectors covered, obviously, but tech and marine are, are two of the ones that would definitely be on the list. Can you tell me what the difference is between trade sanctions and export controls? Trade sanctions are restrictions on certain trade activities with specific countries or territories, for example. This is, of course, different to export and trade controls, which are national measures that control the export or movement of controlled items to any place. That's very good. Very comprehensive answer. Question three. Can you give an example of a trade sanctions measure? I think there are a few, but um, to name one, the provision and procurement of services relating to goods and technology. Perfect. And obviously they also cover the import, export, transfer, supply or delivery of goods and technology. And that also includes making available and acquisition of those. Um, and then that also goes to non-financial services as well. So if you're providing or procuring non-financial services, they can also be caught. Question number four, which government department is responsible for trade sanctions? The Department for International Trade. So I think they develop and implement the um, trade sanctions, but 
is it the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office who are responsible for the actual policy for the UK? So that's good, yeah. Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office have overall responsibility for UK sanctions. And then what we see is other government departments overseeing specific areas. So for trade, it's Department of International Trade that manage that area. Question five, if we, if we stick with trade sanctions and, and we just move into licensing and export controls, can you tell me which government department administers the UK system of export controls and associated licensing? The Export Control Joint Unit. That's perfect. And can you tell me which government department is responsible for enforcing suspected offences related to exports or imports? Uh, yes, HMRC, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Very good. Can you give a reason why trade sanctions would be imposed? So I think they're put in place to cover a range of purposes, but one could include complying with UN and other international obligations. Perfect. Obviously, there's also UK foreign policy, national security objectives, and there's a a big list of reasons uh, set out in Samuel as to why the UK imposes sanctions. Question number eight. Which primary act provides the main legal basis for the UK to impose to update and to even roll back or lift sanctions. Um, is it SAMLA, the Sanctions and Anti-Money Laundering Act? That's very good, yep. Even got the name of the act right. Well done. Uh, number nine, nearly there. Can you name a trade sanctions measure that was implemented in recent Russia sanctions? I think there are quite a few, but to name one, um, the restrictions of services, for example, like professional business services, um, to a person connected with Russia. That's great. Yep. Obviously, the Russia sanctions are super complex and they've undergone a lot of uh, additions over the course of 2022. But we also see things like the use of banknotes in Russia or restrictions on other services. Final question. Can professional services be included in trade sanctions? Yes. Very good. So uh, that concludes your exam. So Vikura, thank you very much for coming back to Sanction School to teach. Pavi, I hope that lesson was useful for you. Yeah, it was very detailed. Got no um, background in sanctions at all, so very useful. Thank you. Pleasure. Glad it was useful. Thank you. And we're just checking with your markers to see what your final result is. Um, We're getting a thumbs up. So that's excellent. (laughs) I can confirm you've passed your test. So you will be graduating from sanction school. Thank you. Okay, so I'd just like to say thank you to Vakura for coming in to teach today. Great. Thank you, Neil. And obviously to Pavi, who's been our willing student. Thank you very much for giving us your time today, Pavi. Thank you. Uh, And for those of you listening, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to you tuning into future episodes. Thank you for listening to Sanction School, a podcast by UK Finance. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and scored well on the test. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of sanctions. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify and visit ukfinance.org.uk to access our supporting educational material.